welcome to the Shenandoah Valley Life Podcast, where we introduce you to Shenandoah Valley residents who are living, working, and thriving in Virginia's iconic valley. Ready to make the Shenandoah Valley your home? Visit ShenandoahValleyLiving.com to start your Shenandoah Valley life. Welcome to the Shenandoah Valley Life Podcast. I'm Jay Langston. I'm the Executive Director of the Shenandoah Valley Partnership, the Regional Economic Development and Marketing Organization on behalf of 12 localities in the Shenandoah Valley. Today, we have joining us Greg Campbell, who is the Executive Director for the Shenandoah Valley Regional Airport, and Heather Reem, who is the Director of Marketing and Communications. They will be talking with us about the wonderful asset of airport and the direction that it's going. And Greg also has a little more news that he will impart during the podcast as well. So thanks for joining us. This podcast is brought to you by our friends from the Stanton Innovation Hub, a wonderful co-working space in the city of Stanton. Grow with us. At the Stanton Innovation Hub, a co-working facility designed to reduce barriers to innovation, open new opportunities, and cultivate community. Located in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, we're in close proximity to Interstates 81 and 64. We're surrounded by eight colleges and universities and have 30,000 square feet of co-working office and event space. Let us help you eliminate distractions in a safe, energetic environment. To learn more, visit stantonhub.com. Well, welcome. Uh, Greg Campbell, Heather Ream from the Shenandoah Valley Regional Airport. Thanks for joining us today on the Shenandoah Valley Life Podcast. Uh, Like with all of our programs, I'd like to start with both of you. How did you get here? Both of you have good histories uh, of coming to the Valley and working. Uh, Greg's is just a little longer than yours, Heather, but I'll go ahead and start with you, Heather. Uh, Give us your background. What got you here? Sure. Well, I am a Shenandoah Valley native, grew up in Stewart's Draft, and um, after high school, I headed to Longwood University, studied um, marketing uh, for my major and then a minor communication studies, Um, and during college, had to have an internship, as most college students do. And was looking for an interesting place to do an internship, maybe something I had not um, had a lot of exposure to before. And um, we had this really neat airport in our region. And I thought, gosh, I know nothing about aviation. Wouldn't it be cool to get to know, um, you know, what what that world is like? So um, uh, called randomly, cold called the airport and reached um, Dennis Burnett, yes. who at that time was the deputy director, later later went on to be the director of the partnership. One of my predecessors. Yes. yes. Yeah. And he said, oh, yeah, come in. We can talk about it. And oh, my gosh, he was just so lively and excited about aviation, met Greg. Um, and I was like, oh, this will be so fun. So did um, a summer internship with them and just really fell in love with the aviation industry. Um, you know, finished up college, did a couple other things, um, ended up back in the Valley working for the Shenandoah Valley Children's Choir as their director of development. And then a couple years later, an opportunity at the airport um, opened up and I, le- <laughs> I I jumped at the opportunity to come back. Um, and that was almost 17 years ago. 
Heather, I did not know that you were a native of the Valley, and you're telling the exact story that we're wanting to get out, everybody. <laughs> we're trying yeah. to retain our talent, and it's great that you've come back. Greg, you've got just a little bit of a deeper history <laughs> with the Valley, but but tell your story. So I'm a native of the Valley as well. Um, uh, born here, grew up here, um, <clears throat> and actually went to college here, stayed here, um, and uh, went to Bridgewater, right? I did. I went to Bridgewater yeah. College. Um, in high school, uh, I started uh, with flight training. Um, I, I had a passion for aviation since I was I was hooked the first time I took a commercial flight as, as a small child. And I, I kept talking about it so much that finally uh, my parents acquiesced and, and I started flight training when I was about 15. Yeah. And uh, that, that kind of led me down this, this aviation path. And... Um, uh, eventually, uh, went to Bridgewater College, uh, just outside Harrisonburg, um, and uh, pursued a, a degree in liberal arts and political science. And uh, while I was doing that, I continued to try to gain additional flying ratings because, you know, I, at that point, I thought I wanted to be a career pilot. But I wanted a college degree, too. Um, and also, because I needed to make a little money, I um, started working for the Shenandoah Valley Airport uh, part-time. Um, you know, initially just, just doing whatever needed to be done, cutting grass, fueling airplanes, whatever. And uh, so I did that, uh, sort of both of those, while I was in college. And when I graduated from college, um, it was, it was going to be a longer path to be a career pilot, uh, building the experience I would need. Um, there was a great opportunity at the airport, uh, and, and uh, so I took the, took the job at the airport in operations. And uh, uh, it's just been that path and uh things have really worked well um uh the airport and i, I think hopefully have grown a lot together and uh, uh i think i'm rolling up on uh 33 34 years at at, at uh, shd both of you have remarkable stories about the tie-in with the airport from previous, I mean, let's face it, you've been there 33 years. It's continuous uh, kind of employment gig for you, Greg. But Heather, yours I love is a great story that you interned there and I didn't know about it. So let's talk about the airport. You just provided a great segue to an asset that I think a lot of people don't appreciate, uh, but that we have for a relatively rural region and I love the stories that you tell about where the airport has come from and where it's going. And we have, correct me if I'm wrong, but somewhat of a, a very great success story pre-COVID and even during COVID. I, I would love for you to share sort of where we are from the business aspect of that. So, yeah, back in the 50s, um, you know, those that came before us, um, had a lot of vision, and the business community, uh, other community leaders got together and, and realized that for this region to be competitive in terms of economic development, quality of life, uh, that uh, they needed uh, several things. Uh, and one of those was a, an airport that had the adequate infrastructure and uh, could accommodate uh, business, corporate aviation, commercial aviation. And the Valley at that time really didn't have anything like that. A lot of small airfields, mm -hmm. but nothing that could really accommodate. And they really were very strategic. Um, they, they went through a process, and it was a collaboration with the three cities, Stanton, Waynesboro, and Harrisonburg, and the two counties, Augusta and Rockingham. And they, they 
found an ideal site uh, where the airport's located now, which is a nice central location to all three cities and, and within really 30 minutes or so of most of the population. Um, and it was just a really smart move. And um, uh, commercial service started in 1960, Heather? 1961. 61. Um, with Piedmont Airlines. And uh, uh, shortly after the airport, very shortly after the airport was open. So, um, you know, even from its early days, it's played a, a critical role, uh, not only in the quality of life, but the access that it affords our region and the business and industry. And we're there every day. Um, and, and we can tell you that uh, the, not just the commercial aspect, but the private aircraft that come and go uh, often represent um, many of our better companies here that are, that are, you know, doing good things, expanding and creating good jobs. And, um, and, and they depend on us. They need that close in access to, to support their operations here. And so that's the, for me, that's a really uh, rewarding part of the almost daily experience out there is seeing how that airport helps facilitate and move commerce in and out of the valley. Greg, you just mentioned something that I hadn't thought about uh, again. I know about it intuitively because I've dealt with a number, these, a number of these companies, but you just mentioned something that because of some of the major corporate presence that we have here, because of the executives that need to come to this, this is something that they use through corporate aircraft, which is still, you know, popular among the larger companies uh, in the area. And you have quite a, a, an audience. Uh, is, <laughs> I know that's not the right word, but of companies that utilize it in that way, don't you? Yes, we do. And, you know, uh, we see surges and, and they stick in this activity on this side of the house. You know, in the pandemic, we saw uh, companies uh, sort of shift to, um, you know, the airlines networks had shrunk um, and these companies still needed to move their folks around. And it may have been some some people coming in to maintain manufacturing equipment or, a, you know, uh, something like that. They used the company airplane. So um, this, this sector continues to grow as companies determine that maybe the airlines aren't the most viable way to move their people in and out, not only here, but around the country and around the world. And uh, we have a fantastic uh, general aviation uh, facility to handle those. And we have a, we have a first class team that, that does a remarkable job at, at, at helping facilitate those kind of movements. Um, but it's just a really, really important role that the airport plays, and that sector continues to grow. Yeah, talk about the operations a little bit uh, at the airport. For most people don't know exactly what you're doing and kind of the flights and, you know, the trajectory you were on with COVID, but also the commitment since COVID has happened and how we're one of the fortunate in many ways uh, airports, as I understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were we were fortunate through the pandemic to maintain uh, most of what we had. Uh, the airlines really shrunk their networks, um, and and they're still not back, you know, to what they were pre-pandemic. Um, so uh, the current services offered by United Airlines to their to their hubs at Dulles and Chicago, and uh, you know, provides great access. Um, SkyWest does a great job. They're a, they're a very reliable carrier, um, and uh, it's it's been a real it's been a real win for our community. 
Um, but the airport itself, from an operational standpoint, you know, we're a 24-7, 365 operation. Um, you will see all the things that you see at the larger airports. We're a full, you know, what, what the FAA refers to as a Part 139 airport, so commercial airport. So we meet all the highest standards in terms of safety and operational efficiency and um, public safety and that kind of thing. And we, we are open all the time, and really nothing gets in the way because – not just the airline, but also those business and corporate users, which make up about 90% of our of our operations. They depend on us to keep the facility ready. And, you know, here we are in the wintertime. Our crews do a great job, but they're, they're basically on call. And, you know, what Greg said is, is right. We're on call 24-7. We have um, actually, uh, we have a number of of tenants on the field. One in particular that depends on our 24-7 service is our medevac helicopter, AirCare 5. They have um, they have uh, flight nurses, pilots, and a, um, I think it's a medic on, um, on staff 24 hours a day, um, seven days a week, holidays. Um, they're always there and able to respond within just a couple minutes to, um, you know, either doing a hospital transport for someone who needs, um, you know, trauma services or, um, you know, actually go to the scene of an accident. Um, so we're, we're really proud to have AirCare 5 based at the Shenandoah Valley Airport. They're a really good partner and provide an extremely valuable service to our community. Uh, also, based on the field, we have um, Blue Ridge Community College, and they have an aviation maintenance technology program. Yeah, um, thanks for bringing that up. You're, you're yeah, welcome. There has been a shortage of, shortage of pilots uh, for the past number of years, and so Blue Ridge really stepped up to, um, to train not only pilots um, in conjunction with our flight school, but also aviation uh, maintenance folks. Um, you know, the, air, the airplanes can't fly if you don't have someone maintaining them and, you know, so making true. sure they're safe. Um, so we have that. We have um, rental car companies on, on the field, and then we also have a maintenance shop um, that, you know, works on um, aircraft, both tenant aircraft, and then we have uh, aircraft that will come in to have work done as well. So um, I think people generally think about the airport as just, you know, the planes coming in and going, but, you know, total employment on the complex is about 100 people. Uh, you know, we have a lot a lot going on there. People tend to be surprised by that sometimes. You are a full-scale airport just downsized to the appropriate level of the community. But that's what you're saying. You've got all the services. Well, Heather, I hope you appreciate this because this is where I want to follow up. I like talking about that we're one step away from anywhere in the world because of the connections to Dulles and Chicago through United there, uh, which I think reasonably we can say you can get anywhere. I had no idea about the other services there that are also sort of the one stop that serves the valley so forth. Let's talk about the marketing side. <laughs> Y'all have done some very interesting things. You have headed up, you know, the the program. I'm going to let you talk about the task force because every time I try to get it, I get the name wrong. But sure. <laughs> <laughs> even though one of my employees was part of yeah. uh, part of this task force, but you've embarked upon an image and information campaign. Great help from the community. You have led a great team. Talk about that. I mean, that alone could probably be a program here, but I'd love for you to talk about that because I'm really so impressed at how many parts of the community were engaged and some that really stepped up. And we'll 
I'll let you get to, to all of that. So take it away. Well, as Greg was saying, uh, you know, we do have phenomenal air service in the Valley provided by SkyWest. That's the regional partner for United Airlines. Um, and shortly after we launched that service, um, some of uh, our local community members uh, got together with Greg and I, and we decided we really needed some kind of a, a group to, um, you know, a community-led group. It's not it's not led by Greg and I. We're involved, um, but, you know, the community really needed to take some ownership over air service and supporting air service, getting the word out about air service. Um, so JMU really stepped up to that role for us. Um, Nick Swartz, who is with Professional and Continuing Education. Yeah, he's um, the assistant dean there. Yep, yep. he's assistant dean. He is um, our task force chair. Uh, we have a couple other folks from JMU. We have economic development uh, folks, including, um, you know, uh, previously My former Carrie. Carrie <laughs> Previously <yes>. Carrie. <laughs> um, and um, we have uh, tourism involved. We have just a, a, a wide range of uh, folks that are involved in that uh, that task force, really just helping us to, you know, support the air service in any way um, possible, uh, you know, getting the word out about the advantages of the Shenandoah Valley Airport, you know, our passenger experience, which is absolutely second to none. It is unheard of to be able to park for free at an airport, to be able to walk a few feet, you know, to the building, check in for your flight quickly, get through TSA without feeling the stress. Um, how many of us haven't been at a huge airport and just feel like Correct. this intense pressure to like get everything right? And, um, you know, so, you know, at, at SHD, it's the same security procedures, you know, TSA is exact same. However, more friendly faces there, you know, it's okay, you know, someone's not familiar, you know, they're glad to walk you through the process. Um, you know, that really makes a huge difference. And then with the pandemic, you know, just a less crowded travel experience has been huge. Um, but I got a little bit off task. But the so the task force itself, it has been, it, it's been such a positive for the airport, for our community. Um one of the, the early wins that we had as a group was um, James Madison University yes, decided to name us as the official airport um, of the university. A, a lot of airports have, um, you know, we have a lot of business and industry in this region, but we don't have huge corporate headquarters that are generating a ton of travel. JMU is kind of like our huge corporate headquarters. Faculty, staff, students, consultants, visitors to university, um, you know, they really generate a lot of travel. And having them on board um, and supporting the airport, you know, as, as they can has made a tremendous difference. Yeah, not only did you have Nick Swartz from the school um, helping you head that up, but I think you had some additional help from JMU that was relatively passionate, uh, maybe somewhat related to the president of the, <laughs> of the university. 
You want to talk about that? I think Mary Alger had. Oh, uh, yes. 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 I was like, where are you going? Um, (laughs) Yeah. So an offshoot of the task force more recently um, is that we have um, the the task force um, did a subcommittee that we're calling our SHD ambassadors. That is a larger group, a little bit less time commitment um, than what the task force is. But um, we have folks involved all the way from Lexington Rock, Rock Bridge, all the way up to Harrisburg Rockingham. Um, and those people have really just committed to sharing the SHD story, updates, um, what have you, uh, with their professional and personal networks. So uh, Marianne Alger um, does lead that as a community volunteer. Um, and we, um, it, it's that group has so much potential. I think we're just getting started with, um, with what we can do with that group. So we've been so thankful with the willingness of of so many people in our community to step up, um, who really value local air service. Heather, you just have to roll with my stream of consciousness. You know, <laughs> just understand that. Uh, uh, what has that meant to you from a business perspective with all of these people? I mean, this was a great story. I have not witnessed a community-oriented group be involved with the airport like this. You actively, proactively seeking that input. But I think it also goes to one of the topics that I'd like for you to talk about as well is sort of the community involvement of both of you, sort of. We have talked about that on this show numerous times of how much many of our corporate people are engaged in the community. And both of you are examples of that. Uh, I think it follows kind of your mentality about your community-based group to help you this. I'm throwing a lot out here. I'll let you kind of talk about that. Both of you are very engaged in in activities. You you know, I think collaboration is just, if you're from the Valley, it's just kind of in your DNA. And and we both just just naturally want to... uh, be involved and do what we can to to move this community forward and um we do feel like it's important that that we we build that collaboration and and those partnerships and support others um if we're going to ask them to turn around and support the airport you know particularly as it relates to the air service pieces heather said that the community really has to take ownership of that the airport can't um you know we have we have limited resources to to try to uh, get folks on board, get them support service. So a grassroots movement like the task force um, really can make all the difference in the world um, where we, we go out and talk to them about the value of what the service is, how important it is, and how important it is that the community serve it. Um, and the task force really helped do that. But anyway, the you know, we had, we had so many people come forward, um, and many of which are people involved with organizations that Heather or I have have worked with uh, in the past, currently work with. Um, we may be involved in their board or a committee somewhere. Um, you know, most of it centered around the business community, um, uh, but not exclusively. Um, Heather and I both have, we spend a, a, a fair amount of our uh, free time. Um, <laughs> in, in, when in, you have what it. What is that? <laughs> yeah. And in, in some, some, you know, helping with other organizations in the Valley. Because we... That's the way this this we feel this community really benefits is that we all pull together and um, on on multiple things too and we need to give back a little bit because the community's been so good to us personally and the airport 
and we need to give a little back too. So lots of good reasons for us to, to do that. Heather's very active. I'll let her talk about things she's involved in. You know, I've been involved with your organization, Jason, since day sure one have. inception. Absolutely. Um, you know, we are an economic development tool, so it kind of makes sense for me to be involved uh, in those efforts. Uh, also been involved, you know, here in Stanton with uh, the Economic Development Authority. Um, and uh, and the Chamber. And the Chamber well. of Commerce. That's yep, right. Yep. And uh, um, so, you know, we, we're involved in a lot of organizations. More recently, Go Virginia, uh, the Region 8, I was, I was involved with that board. Um, in the past, I've served on the board of the Harrisonburg Chamber. Um, you know, because that's the thing. We have these two metros, and we yes. serve both. So we yes. between three Heather metros. and I, between, well, Lexington and Rockbridge too. True. Um, so <laughs> like between, a, between yeah. Heather and us, Heather and I, we try to cover it. Uh, and uh, and I'll let her talk about a little bit about yeah, because she's she's doing some cool things too. Uh, some of it really really aligned with our mission too. That yeah. I think she should expand on. Some aligned with SVP. Some of the mm-hmm. directors take it away, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am also involved with SVP yes. on the marketing committee, um, which has been something that I've really enjoyed. Um, currently, I'm serving two roles on the board of the um, Explore More Discovery Museum. And if you're not familiar with that museum, it's based in downtown Harrisonburg. It is a hands-on organization or a hands-on museum where children can learn through doing, you know, they can role play in an ambulance, you know, in the amazing kitchen that's there. Um, And most recently, there's a a lot of exhibits, way too many for me to list. But most recently, uh, the airport partnered with them, along with Dynamic Aviation, to um, install an aviation exhibit. Uh, which is Greg was, what Greg yes. was alluding to for our mission. Par- part of our mission as an airport is to expose people to aviation, and a lot of times that starts at a young age. Um, Dynamic donated a King Air fuselage that they put in that children can climb into. Um, we've worked with them and um, JMU Industrial Design, who put in a control tower. Um, they have some old uh, runway lights, that um, directional signs that we had um, used when we did a, um, a project replacing those signs. They took a couple and made them into a bench. Um, it's just been so neat to be involved in that project. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, aircraft mechanics and pilots, there's there's such a big shortage. And that is one way that we can help get people, in, you know, children involved and interested at, at a young age. Um, so this year I'm, um, I'm serving as the vice president of the board, but then also marketing chair. <laughs> might be a little bit crazy. Um, But anyway, I just really enjoy being involved in that. Um, I, I too, have been a board member of the Harrison Rockingham Chamber, Um, huge animal lover. I've been involved um, as a board member with the Augusta uh, Regional SPCA. Um, And, you know, Greg and I just, uh, we have a hard time saying no. When people ask, you know, if we like to be involved in something, we always, we always love to say yes. For listeners of this podcast, I think that if you don't take away anything but the nature of involvement in the community from all of our guests, this is a yet another perfect example of how we are all integrated and work together to improve the quality of life in the Valley. And we do it through our work, but there's so much passion that goes beyond this. And both of you really, really show that. Um, one of the things that I want to, I, I can't, go without mentioning is, Greg, you have just been asked to, to serve in a, a ph- phenomenal role uh, in the new governor's, Governor Youngkin's administration. Please 
talk about that. So, uh, yeah, it's it, quite an honor. Um, uh, very recently was uh, selected to uh, be the, the next director of the Virginia Department of Aviation um, and, and lead that agency. Um, and, you know, it's bittersweet. Um, it's, uh, you know, this is home, my heart's in the valley, but um, it's, it's, uh, it's quite an honor. And it's uh, something that for a long time, I've always viewed that, that role as someone that could really make a contribution on an even higher level to, to, to promote and advance aviation across the Commonwealth and not, and not just here in the Valley. So it really is the culmination of a lot of years of, of experience here and that I'm so incredibly grateful for that I think I'll really be able to use in Richmond to, to move our aviation system forward for the Commonwealth and, and for the good of all and, and bring that passion that we've had here to to state aviation. Well, we know that, and that led me to the sort of the last topic before we lined up and was something that we hadn't really prepared to talk about, but it's something that you can easily talk about. I could talk about the site um, process, site development is something that you understand and are working on to some degree and is something that we hope that Heather is going to be able to be marketing uh, soon. Talk about, we, we have been engaged in talks together about sort of development around the airport. You understand that. I think that that's one of the phenomenal things that you're going to bring as an asset to the state level. Uh, talk about the the air park. Talk about the plans so, there. So there's there is a lot of uh, great things going on with with uh, you know plans for the future uh, economic development related things. There's of course as you mentioned there's land around the airport that's not ours that is really prime for uh, some future future projects um, and you know that 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 process is is being undertaken to you know move that site forward. Um, also at the airport, you know, we have the need to expand sort of in traditional terms and build additional aircraft for business and corporate aircraft. We have a waiting list right now, as a matter of fact. And uh, we, we, so we have that, but we also have some, you know, aviation is, is evolving and there's a lot of technology integration and a lot of new and exciting things happening in that space. And, um, you know, drones and, and not just the little ones that, you know, that you can order through the mail and play with at home, but serious, serious drone type uh, applications and uh, electric air, electric aircraft development. And, um, and then there's also aviation's used as a platform for a lot of things as, as we've seen with dynamic aviation. So uh, we're not just confined to just the traditional aircraft storage. Um, you know, company keeps its airplane there, although that's part of what we do. So the commission uh, years ago had the vision to create um, what is now the, the Shannon Valley Aviation Technology Park. And uh, we have made significant progress in putting in the, the, the initial infrastructure, taxiways, aprons, utilities. And I'm excited to announce that, you know, uh, we are uh, very close to the first uh, several developments in that, in that park. Um, Two, two traditional corporate hangars by the airport commission um, and uh, uh, one much larger facility by a private company um, that uh, 
that wants to base their aircraft there as well. So, you know, in the next 24 months, I think we're going to see close to 80,000 square feet of hangar space if, if all goes well. And a lot more room for future development to where we can as a community. We have all the pieces to, to, to really work with some of these new technologies that are evolving. And with the Blue Ridge program on the airport, the, the colleges and universities we have in our backyard, it really makes sense for us to capitalize on this opportunity with such a wonderful facility and quality of life here in the Valley. It just, just really makes sense. And we're looking forward to great things out of that park long term. That story really, I think, speaks to the trend that the airport has been experiencing where many are struggling the hours, basically, to both of your leadership is growing, and that's an exciting story. Anything else before I ask you the, the last question and, and we wrap up? Anything else you want to, to talk about? I, you know, I just want to highlight that, that uh, you know, uh, it's this is you know this is home for both of us and it is a it is an exceptional place and uh, the airport's an exceptional place to go along with it as you mentioned early in the show Jay it it offers all the things that you'll see at the larger airports but it doesn't offer the hassles um, or the impersonal experience um, it it offers this amazingly convenient uh, access no matter how you're accessing the air transportation system. It's an exceptional experience. And, and that's just one of the other wonderful things about life in the Valley. And and as you mentioned um, earlier too, Jay, you really can, I mean, you can have one stop in one of our hubs um, and really get to anywhere uh, that you need to go. We're really fortunate a number of years ago to have Chicago um, service added, Chicago O'Hare. And that, um, for a number of years, has been the most connected airport in the United States. So truly, you can get anywhere, domestic, international. Um, you know, our other hub is Dulles. There's a lot of great connections there as well. Um, so there's really, you know, there's there's not not a reason to, to need to go anywhere else for air travel. Um, and, you know, back to the passenger standpoint, goodness gracious, when you land and you can grab your bag and you can hop in your car and be back home for dinner or, you know, to sleep in your own bed um, without, you know, a, a long drive, it's, it's, it's pretty attractive. Yes. In today's more complicated travel world, <laughs> it is definitely an asset. Yeah. When you can get through the airport in 10 or 15 minutes and be on your way, that's, that's remarkable. Well, the question that we always wrap up with, and I'll start with you, Heather, but is what is your perfect day in the Valley? Well, it is very hard to pick <laughs> my favorite things, but um, I one thing I love about the Valley and Virginia is that we have all four seasons. However, my perfect day would definitely be in the fall. I, fall in the Valley is just beyond compare. Um, I would probably start my day at Magpie Diner in downtown Harrisonburg for That's a delicious a breakfast. Um, run by the farmer's market, pick up a few things, um, take the kids and uh, my husband and the, the dog on um, a walk up in, on Shenandoah National Park. Um, gosh, how many more things can I pack into this day? Let's drop by a winery, relax a little bit, go home, um, get cleaned up. And if JMU, if it's a Saturday and JMU has... Um, a game in town, absolutely head to JMU um, and, and take in the football game. That I love that atmosphere is just amazing. And um, if not, uh, I love Stanton too. We have so many great communities. Um, 
have some dinner there, take in um, a show at American Shakespeare Center, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. I do a perfect week instead? No, <laughs> yeah, I'm just I think kidding. That's, where, that's where most of us fall. <laughs> That'll be more is, appropriate. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things to do. Greg? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like Heather. The fall is, is just magnificent here and certainly my favorite time of the year. Um, so, you know, my perfect day would be in the fall, and it would probably start out like many of them do, um, which is, you know, uh, probably headed into to historic downtown Stanton and getting some coffee at one of the fine coffee shops and strolling around downtown. And, um, and you know, that afternoon probably headed out somewhere to, to one of the national park areas or somewhere to hike, uh, you know, and, and just enjoy the beauty of this region and then probably wind up that evening uh, you know, somewhere dinner with family, um, uh, you know, one of the amazing restaurants that we have around here. So that's kind of, that's kind of my ideal day, a little, little simple, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's just so pretty here in the fall and it's good to get out and, and take it all in. And, and it's just a, a beautiful, beautiful place to live. It certainly is. Well, Heather, Greg, thank you so much for joining the Shenandoah Valley Life Podcast. We really appreciate what you do for us uh, through the airport, but also how much you serve the community um, in your efforts. Greg, we'll miss you, but we look forward for you doing great things uh, for the state of Virginia in the same vein. So thank you, thank you, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. This podcast has been brought to you by the Shenandoah Valley Partnership. Thanks for listening.